Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of a clone of the classic U87. That microphone is the Warm Audio WA87. If you do want to pick up this microphone, it does cost around $600. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i20. My gain is set just at around 230, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. That went on way too long. <laughs> First, you will get this really nice wooden storage box. Of course, you're going to get the microphone, a shock mount, a very small stiff mount, a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a couple of extra shock mount elastic bands, some documentation. Oh, I hate stickers! Then as far as the build quality, the microphone feels really well put together. It does have an all metal body as well as a relatively firm metal mesh grille. On the front of the microphone, you will find the polar pattern selection switch to go between cardioid, omnidirectional, or bidirectional patterns. And on the rear of the microphone, you'll find two switches, one to engage a negative 10 dB pad, and the second to engage an 80 Hz high pass filter. Then as far as the specs, what we're given is a little bit limited and the noise figure is presented somewhat unconventionally, but we do have three polar patterns, a cardioid, omnidirectional and bi-directional pattern. We have a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, an impedance of 150 ohms, a max SPL of 125 dB or 132 dB with the pad engaged. However, I'm a little bit confused by that spec because we have a negative 10 dB pad, so you would expect to see a max SPL of 125 dB or 135 dB with the pad engaged, but they're presenting 132. I don't know which one's right. And then we have noise, which is listed at negative 117 dB, and I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if they are saying that the self noise is 8 dBA or if they are using the max SPL with the pad engaged to calculate that. So again, I don't know exactly how to interpret that. Now let's go ahead and walk through all of the polar patterns so you can hear how they sound and see a demonstration of the pickup patterns. So first up, I am on the cardioid pattern moving around to 90 degrees. Here's how it sounds. Continuing to 180 degrees, which should be a dead area continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Next up, I am on the omnidirectional polar pattern, and as we move around the microphone, you should hear very minimal change to the tone of the microphone. We are moving around and ending at the front of the mic. And lastly, we have the figure eight or bi-directional polar pattern. I will move around to 90 degrees, which should be a dead area. Continuing around the microphone to 180 degrees, which has another area of sensitivity. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree area, and then rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Now let's see how this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it sounds. 
about one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Cherry MX Blues to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the Leet Gamers, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here's how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. And now I am back right on top of the microphone to really accentuate the proximity effect on this microphone so I can demonstrate what the high pass filter on this thing does. So right now the high pass filter is disengaged and here is how the microphone sounds. And now I have engaged the 80 Hz high pass filter and you can tell that it really starts to attenuate a lot of those lower frequencies, especially when there's a lot of information down there. But here is how it sounds with that switch engaged. Now let's go ahead and tap the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. And now to see how effective the provided shock mount is, I am bumping the desk to see how much of that it rejects. And I will tap on the boom arm to see if it can reject that kind of noise as well. Now I want to do a very quick comparison between the WA87 and a couple of other microphones. So first up, I am speaking into the WA87 in the cardioid mode. On the focus right, my gain is set at around 230, and here is how the audio sounds. Now I have switched over to the SE Electronics SE4400A. On the cardioid mode, I did decrease my gain to about 1 o'clock on the preamp to avoid clipping, but here is how a microphone that is similarly Simil similarly priced to the WA87. Guess what? We're back on the WA87 and and here is how it sounds before we jump to another microphone. I'm sorry. Next up, I am speaking into a Jay-Z Mics Vintage 11, which is another similarly priced condenser microphone, which is just a cardioid mic, and here is how it compares to the warm audio. Here is another quick jump back to the WA87 so you can hear how it sounds before we jump to another microphone. And finally, you would have to be smoking an actual crack pipe if you did not expect me to compare the microphone to the Neumann U87AI. So here I am speaking into the actual classic microphone that the warm audio is emulating or cloning, and here is how it compares to that mic. <laughs> another mic we've got another mic that i will test to find out what it's really like 
Is it like the classic mic that it claims to be just like? I guess we'll figure out when I finally finish up this video. Quarter note, quarter note, quarter note, how boring can you be? <laughs> Spoiler alert, probably not. Probably not going to be the same as a $3,600 mic. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Alrighty, so does this microphone sound exactly like a U87? No, no it does not. But do I really, really like it? Yes, I do. And first up in terms of pros, the tone of this microphone is incredibly smooth, especially for spoken word, which if you know anything about me is one of my favorite characteristics in a mic. Also, it did a surprisingly good job at plosive rejection. I found the off-axis coloration to not be harsh and to not be grating and be pretty darn good, and the accessories all did their job exceedingly well, and it comes with a really nice box. And then in terms of cons, the main thing that stuck out to me was that it does have a relatively low sensitivity for a condenser microphone. On the 18i20, I had to have my gain nearly at 3 o'clock, which is just a little bit lower than I would like to see for a condenser microphone. Then as far as my overall thoughts of this microphone, on the electric guitar, it's not my favorite, but I do think it's pretty usable. The low end I did find to be a little bit soft and it wasn't too articulate down there. And then in the top end, it was smooth for the most part. But once I got to the upper end of the neck, I did find some notes to be a little bit piercing and a little bit unpleasant to listen to. Then on the acoustic guitar, I found the tone to be very warm and it had a very punchy midsection, which I really enjoyed. And the top end of this thing had a good amount of sparkle and life to it, but it wasn't overpowering or fatiguing to listen to. Next up for singing, I really liked the sound of this mic for that application. It just has that wonderful and punchy midsection. And although the top end doesn't have a lot of detail and clarity to it, it just has such a smooth sound, which is very beneficial, especially if you have a harsh voice like mine. Loved it for that. And lastly, for spoken word, again, I am a big fan of it for this application. And something interesting that I noticed about it is that it has a slightly compressed sound. I'm guessing that has to do with the transformer that's inside of it. And I think that offers a lot of very interesting character. And it did a wonderful job at smoothing out the tone of the mic for different sound sources. And to wrap up, would I recommend the WA87? Absolutely I would. I think it offers a very pleasing and smooth and somewhat dark sound that I thought excelled on the vocals for spoken word and singing as well as the acoustic guitar. So if you're looking for a relatively affordable multi-pattern condenser microphone with a less modern sound to it, meaning the upper end is not overly boosted, then I think at $600 this mic is extremely interesting. And the last thing that I want to say is if you're buying the WA87 expecting to get the exact same sound as a U87, stop it. You're not going to get that. It has a very different sound to it, but as a standalone microphone, I think it is incredibly impressive. And that is going to wrap up for today, but I want to hear from you in the comments down below. Were you impressed with the WA87 as much as I was, or do you think that I'm completely wrong and an idiot? If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, 
go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want more videos, go ahead and subscribe and don't forget to hit that bell icon. And this video was actually brought to you by the members of this YouTube channel. I used the income from that to pick up this microphone. So if you want to support the channel and become one of those amazing, beautiful people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really, really does help me continue to bring you these videos by making it possible for me to pick up these mics. So until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.